Well, welcome to Ottawa Business Journal's coverage of the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Michael Curran, publisher of the Ottawa Business Journal. OBJ is conducting a series of video panel discussions with local business experts. In this video, we will address an issue that's top of mind for many business owners and operators, the issue of commercial real estate. Many businesses have been completely interrupted or experienced dramatic uh, revenue declines like never before. That leaves many of them asking, how can I pay my rent? Uh, in this panel, we'll take a look at commercial real estate as it pertains mostly to offices. And once again, we've got a great panel. Uh, I'm gonna introduce them now. First off, we have Martin Ose, Managing Principal and Broker at Cressa Commercial Real Estate. Hello, Martin. Hi, Mike, how's it going? Good, thanks for joining us. And uh, next we have uh, Michael Church, Principal and Managing Director at Avis & Young. Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. And last but certainly not least, we've got Sean Hamilton, the Senior Vice President, Managing Director at CBRE. Hello, Sean. Hi, Michael. Um, Martin, uh, let's kick off with you. Um, and you're a little bit unique on this panel because Cressa, as people might know, uh, deals only with tenants. So it doesn't deal with landlords in terms of, I guess I should say, representing them. You represent tenants only. So let's start off with a tenant perspective here, Martin. What are you hearing from uh, your tenant clients? Um, so it's, well, the smoke is still clearing. Uh, that, that's one thing for sure. What I would say is, everything I say is probably gonna change within a few days because it seems like things are evolving, like in every industry in real estate, it's evolving quickly. Um, I think the, the positive that we see is for the most part, our tenants are, uh, they're continuing. So they, if they're in the middle of a negotiation, in the middle of a, a tour of potential locations, in the middle of a discussion with the current landlord about a renewal or a decision whether they're renewing or leaving, they are continuing those discussions. Um, I think rightly, people realize that the lease ends for the, on whatever date, at least it, it ends in six months. And no matter what's happening today, you need to really deal with that. So, um, and, and I would say what we're seeing out there with our clients is they're keeping on. They, uh, they know they're in a pinch right now. Um, they obviously operations are not, they're shut down for the most part but they are continuing with the transactions that are, that are underway. So I'd say that's, uh, that's probably the big thing. Um, go ahead, Mike. Uh, no, uh, continue on, please. Oh, so the, the, the other part of that I would say is how are, how are things financially? Now, I, I know we're talking mostly about office tenants here. Uh, there, there really is, there's a, a huge chasm between what the retail folks are experiencing and what the office folks are experiencing. So, Tenants are reaching out to us. They're talking to us and asking if we can be of some assistance in a discussion with the landlord. So everyone is asking that question. How much, you know, can I get some abatement? Can, can I, am I illegally entitled to call this force majeure and not pay my rent? Um, so there are legal questions. There are sort of uh, discussion questions. So um, really, uh, what we, and I'm sure that the other guys are going to speak to a little bit more to the landlord side, but what we're what we're seeing tenants asking for, and of course happy to help with, is a little coaching. Uh, what should we be asking for? What uh, what kind of creative ideas can can we put in front of our landlord to sort of uh, get us through the next few months, if nothing else? So those are the questions that are coming to us uh, from lots of uh, lots of clients. Uh, lots of okay. 
the the I would I, I would ask I would add more, uh, but maybe I could talk a little bit more about the landlord side after after some of the other guys do because we're definitely seeing some things there too. Sure, for sure. And Michael, I want to bring you in at this point. Um, you know, a lot of people in the news have been focusing on the tenants. Uh, this ca can cause uh, serious financial harm to landlords too, if everybody suddenly stops paying, uh, you know, their monthly lease amount and that. Uh, so maybe you can uh, tackle this from a, um, a landlord perspective. For uh, the important thing, I think, from the outset for all tenants, because I do a lot of tenant representation work as well, is you've got to maintain a dialogue with your landlord any, if you don't, if you go quiet on your landlord and you've got a problem, you're just going to exacerbate the problem. The important thing to remember is that, um, and I'll use the, the downtown office market, and we can all speak to that. Most of these buildings are owned by pension funds or insurance companies, and they all have shareholders. I'll use uh, World Exchange Plaza as an example. It's owned by the BC Employees Pension Fund, who have already taken a hit. So not receiving rent from tenants uh, goes to the performance of a real estate fund and they all have dividends and life and, uh, and retirement funds to pay out so it's a it's a cyclical thing it's not just you know the landlord the landlord can afford to give it away or, or provide rent abatement it does impact his ability to deliver uh, uh, proceeds of a pension on the other end so it's a it's a cyclical argument the important thing to do is to remember that everything is done on a case-by-case -case basis. A landlord that you're speaking with locally, uh, representing landlord X or landlord Y, doesn't really matter who it is, can only can only look at your situation and make recommendations going forward. Everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's doing that same thing. What's happening and what you're seeing is that tenants are asking for not so much rent forgiveness, but rent abatement. They recognize that they're trying to find a way to get through the next 60, 70, 90, 120 days because most most tenants, most companies, the roots are strong. They have a good business. They've been around for a long time. If you look at it as a think of it as a shrub, the roots are strong down below, but there's a bit of a frost frost problem up top and they're just trying to figure out a way to get through the storm. So that's, I think, uh, a way to look at it. Everybody's kind of in the same boat. And the, the rebound on this thing is going to happen, but you've got to treat the landlord as a partner in this. It can't be a we versus they thing. You can't just say, I'm not going to pay my rent. It's how can I, how can I help you? How can you help me? How can I help you? It's got to be a symbiotic relationship. And I think that's an important thing to remember going forward because everybody's in the same boat. Have the discussion, I guess is the message. Don't let it sit. Call your broker. Talk to your landlord. Many landlords are reaching out to their tenants directly simply because they know what's going on. All you have to do is look at mixed use facilities. And uh, to Martin's point earlier on, the whole retail floor at, uh, I, could you imagine being the new guy that opened up at Ollie or was planning to open up Ollie Frescos at uh, Sun Life Center? I think there was well over a million dollars in improvements spent in that location and he can't even open. So I'm sure he's having a discussion with his landlord and that's that's going around everywhere. So have the discussion, stay dialogue, don't go quiet. Okay, Sean, um, I'd like to get you in on this as well. Um, this really is unprecedented. I, I mean, all of, the, all of you great guys have been in commercial real estate for a long time. This is creating potentially a mess like we've never seen. Um, help us to start, look forward, uh, start looking forward a little bit on 
where does this go? How do, how do we resolve this? Uh, and I'm not trying to uh, jump over the fact that we've got a pandemic to, to resolve, but we're just focusing on commercial real estate a little here. I think we're starting to recognize just how interrelated our commercial real estate community is. And we've been set up in the past to deal with us versus them in terms of landlord versus tenants and contracts have existed to enforce exceptions to the rule. Everything is out the window now. I mean, certainly contracts do have a place in time, but we're really seeing that this is a community-based problem. And what we need to avoid is sort of uh, creating a chasm between landlord and tenant. They're in this together. We have to remember that um, all landlords aren't, um, a lot of them are pension funds, but a lot of them are independent business people as well who own assets uh, that are important to them. So not every landlord is the big greedy landlord that the press sometimes likes to say. They are normal people who are just hanging on. And to kick the problem down to landlords of rent uh, deferral or abatement doesn't really solve the problem. Uh, what we need to see here is everybody chip in. So we're seeing the federal government, the provincial government chip in. Um, we, we need everybody who is a cost, a line item cost in the commercial real estate world to chip in. So that means landlords will hurt a bit. That means tenants will hurt a bit. That means banks will hurt a bit in terms of, uh, of deferring mortgage payments. Uh, that means the city will hurt a bit by suspending uh, tax payments. What I'm thinking will be the answer to this is everybody taking a collective pause on the payments that are owed to them for the next six months um, and then amortizing that over the back end so that we don't create a great log jam of expenses at the end of six months, which a deferral does, so that we keep the businesses, whether they be office, whether they be industrial, whether they be retail, in place because there are two prongs to this problem. There's surviving, and then there's being in place to recover. And if we set the stage where we're acrimonious and create ad, you know, adversity between the parties and we diminish our tenant base, not only will uh, that cause problems in the short term, it'll put us behind the eight ball in terms of uh, emerging from this and recovering because we'll be wasting time backfilling space that should never have been made vacant. So I'm looking at it holistically as a community problem where everybody will share in the uh, the pain equally and not just try and kick it down the road. Okay, Martin, let's, I know that you had a couple other comments to add here, Martin. So um, again, you, you bring that kind of tenant perspective, but I'd, I'd be eager to get your uh, thoughts on this uh, in how you need to, of course, be aligned with your tenant, but also work uh, with the landlord to uh, to find a resolution to this. Um, so yeah, the I guess um, what I wanted to say earlier is we've really seen most landlords come to the table with uh, very creative and open-minded solutions for the tenants. So I, I did, I, it's completely on, on message, both, uh, both Mike and Sean were mentioning, it's this can't be an us versus them discussion. 100% agree. And I think that, uh, you know, with maybe like very few exceptions, I would say the landlord community is coming forward with, with solutions. So um, I did want to, I, I did want to put that out there. And the other thing we're seeing from our US, of course, across everywhere, and 
uh, the US folks are going through exactly the same thing. And the messaging we're getting internally as guidance is you need to basically landlords want to talk directly to the tenant. They don't want to talk to a broker. And the conversation we can the conversation that we should be setting up is is more about let's work together. It was the exact same verbiage that I think Sean was talking. I think both of you guys were mentioning. But the concept we're partners. We are partners. Let's work together. What can we do to work this out so that we both don't hurt ourselves through this process? So um, I, I did want to make sure I, I put that out there that there's some, especially in Ottawa, some great landlords. <clears throat> yeah. And, and Michael, we'll start wrapping up here in the next couple of minutes. What, what kind of advice would you give to, uh, to either a tenant uh, or a landlord? Um, what practical advice would you, uh, would you leave people with today? Um, it's a great question. I would, if, if I'm a tenant, I want to make sure that I'm fully aware of all the various programs that I can access that have been announced by the, the federal, provincial, and the municipal governments over the last number of weeks and really get on top of those before you go to your landlord and say, what can you do to help? Because it, it can it matters, it can matter materially if you if you don't have to go for the whole nut, if you're asking the landlord for some rent abatement or, or you know, pushing out some payments into the future, if you if you've got a really good handle on it, because he's going to ask you for that, he or she's going to ask you for that. What else? What other programs can you can you access other than just me? So it's again, it's a dialogue between everybody, and landlords should actually do their own investigations as to what else is available for their tenants when they're coming to have that conversation. I think that's important because the various levels of government are doing an awful lot to help uh, mitigate this, this problem for everybody. So we need to, we as a, as a group need to understand what programs are available and how we can, you know, bridge the gap as uh, Sean talked about earlier on. We're all in this mess together and got to figure out a way to get out of it. I just hope it's not eight, 10, 12 months away. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. And, and Sean, we're going to go to you for the last word. Um, what, what kind of final thoughts would you have for, uh, uh, in this very complex and delicate uh, uh, tenant and landlord relationship scenario. Yeah, I, uh, I echo the sentiment from Martin and Michael uh, and the think upon the word relationship that you used. I mean, we're all governed by contract to a degree, but this is a point where we need to be educated and we need to really harness all of our people skills with empathy, whether you're a landlord and a tenant, uh, to engage in a human conversation. Because this isn't about who's right or who's wrong. This is about how are we going to join arms and make it through this together so that we can prosper once again. So really, I would, I would say to the good people of Ottawa, you know, be patient, be kind, be knowledgeable, and let, let's look at the long game as we all pitch in to do this together. And this is not the time to be quiet as well. If people have ideas for the city, for the government, now is the time to engage your local representation and have your voice be heard. Well, listen, um, tons of sage advice. There are so many business owners out there that are experiencing, as we said, uh, a business challenge n like never seen before. And uh, certainly we got a lot of uh, great thoughts from all of you. Thank you for joining us today. And good luck to, I guess, all of you three in, in helping both uh, tenants and landlords, as we said, sort out this mess. Uh, please stay tuned to uh, Ottawa Business Journal for more videos 
uh, in the days and weeks to come. We're eager to uh, help local businesses. Uh, if you do have, I'll pick up on something Sean said there. If you do have any ideas for these videos, uh, please shoot them, uh, shoot me an email at publisher at Ottawa Business Journal. Uh, .ca, publisher at obj.ca. Thank you very much for joining us and thanks to all you gentlemen. Have a great day. Yeah, thanks, Michael. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, guys.